Welcome to Council Chat this week. We have Councilmember Jeff Bluebaugh here. Yep. Thanks for coming. I think this is your first videoed one, I think right? it is. I think it is, but, um, you know, it's something we've done for a couple of years and just always looking for opportunities to communicate with our constituents. You know, not everybody can tune in at a city yeah. council meeting, so I like to see something in this format that's out there on social media that you can do at your convenience because people yeah. want to stay in touch, but they don't want to necessarily do it on our watch, so let them do it at their own convenience. Yeah, well, this was your idea, and I think it's really great. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. Council meetings aren't the most interesting thing unless you're like a government worker, so it's a good chance to see high-level information. From the bench, we'll spot a sleeper every now and then. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. So, all right. Well, we have some interesting things coming up, and you guys had an on banc meeting with yeah. the county today. Could you tell us a little bit about what you guys talked about? You know, you know, we talked about mental health. Um, big issue not just here but nationwide and trying to find you know resources what's what's the what's the right mix for um you know we, we see so much crime in our city that's related to mental health um it's, it's just it's just it's it's the time that we're in um i think covid's got a lot to do with it because people have been pinned down they haven't lived their life as usual and um I can speak for one spending too much time at home with the family can, <laughs> can, can, can yeah. kind of get the people at some time. You know, we're not out living our normal lives. You know, there's a lot of stress out there. Um, inflation, I'm sure money's getting tied at the end of the month. All, all these are contributors. But I, I particularly, you know, since a lot of the area I represent is down south, I, I know that we um, talk to the police regularly on the mental health calls, and it's just going through the roof. And we've just got to match up resources with with where we have our problem areas and to make sure that people can get what they need we've been discussing this for several years you know it's, it's been years since we've had the mental health hospitals like they used to and yeah. and I, I think we need to bring that back in in some sort of fashion I think we were looking yesterday at I think it was uh, 1981 the mental health bill was repealed and then we saw a strong uptick in crime and there's just no easy solutions to the yeah, not to date myself, but I remember in high school we had the charter hospitals that I think were a part of Via Christi, and you know those were those were, those were good to help people out, and you just don't hear about those type of resources now. And yeah. a big driver to homelessness, to again to other crimes, sometimes violent, and it it all roots back to mental health. So um, hopefully we're coming up with a direction. It is nice working with the county because this isn't just a city issue. This is this is you know the entire area so hopefully we can start coming up with some ideas that work and um, get people help yeah it's I, I was you know listening this morning and uh, you know mental health is the purview of the county but we obviously support it in multiple ways like through ICT1 our police officers are usually the first line of defense for mental health which is unfortunate but one of the providers said something this morning that was surprising to me and they urged people not to give money but to direct people to resources yeah. and I, I thought that was really yeah. surprising that's the same thing I've had a close connection with the homeless outreach team for quite a while and they've always said you know giving money to the homeless is the absolute worst thing you can do yeah. you want to direct them toward resources yeah that was that was really surprising and something i think is is hard to communicate because people have really good intentions and like i've done it i've given money or food and things and um just learning that 
if we truly, as, as just residents, want to help that issue, we should direct our, our time, talent, and treasure to those nonprofits and those yeah. community resources. So, You know, um, it's a new year. We've got a couple new council members. And I can say for myself, I'm pretty excited. It's it's always good to have, have new people coming in and out and a lot of new ideas. And um, specifically, me representing District 4 and um, the other council members, um, Maggie Ballard representing um, District 6 and Mike Hoheisel representing District 3. We all have a lot of common neighborhood issues, so it's kind of nice whenever we can team up and try to address those. Um, I know for one thing that has been an issue for me for years and years is um, 60-some miles of dirt roads I have in my district, and unfortunately, a lot of them are in low-income areas, and you're never really going to see the neighborhood sign a petition, an agreement with... Normally, you'd sign a petition of up to 50% of the people, and everybody would pay for it. Well, hopefully, we can find some way that'll that'll um, help take care of that. You know, I've I've thrown out the idea about a TIF, which is tax increment financing, to where could we use their property taxes toward that or something? So Monday, we're going on a tour. Um, again, myself, Councilmember Ballard, and Councilmember Hoheisel, and our assistants are going to drive around in a city van, and we're spending all afternoon and we're going to tour each of our districts now this is something i did um years ago i believe when councilmember claycomb first started mm-hmm. because it's important for us all to you know we all represent the city even though we're only elected by a district it's so important that we understand everyone else's district as well and i like to see the areas of improvement um years ago whenever they kicked off the block one downtown where you just get one area and change that block mm-hmm. um, i know as a real estate investor sometimes i look at properties street by street mm-hmm. not not necessarily area to where you want to be on a good street well i'm hoping that you know one, one of my one of my kind of big ideas is we each have like a block one in our district yeah. and we make considerable change in that block and then hopefully it's like a catalyst and we can start changing some of the areas that that normally would would just be neglected or blighted. That's really interesting and it and sounds like something really great to focus on. I know the city spends $78,000 annually just on dust abatement and that's not even for all of the dirt streets so could be some long-term cost savings. I, I hear that so much from constituents they're like well you know it's it's not free to come out here and grade our road every time or their washboard roads and mm-hmm. um it really is cheaper doing it but i don't think that's the best solution and, and one thing i've talked about with the city manager and engineering is maybe we get away from curb and gutter in some of these areas and we just just pave the street and hmm. make sure the ditch is good and it saves us a tremendous amount of money and it, and it eliminates the dust and I, I think it can be a win-win situation in some of those neighborhoods yeah really interesting topics and probably very impactful to the people living yeah. on those dirt roads yeah. so very interesting so next week i know you guys are looking at um, a variety of things including arpa funds yeah. golf managed services so Arp, arpa funds are, are a great thing um it gives us the one time opportunity I, I don't mm-hmm. see this continuing but we can hopefully put those into um, good investments for the city that um, 
hopefully whenever the money runs out it doesn't <gasps> catch us up where we don't have the resources to support this anymore um, golf I think I think there'll be a little bit of controversy on that you know there's a there's a lot of people that like the city management that um, like their golf pro that like the way things are done and and a lot of people um, really love the idea of Kemper I believe is the company they're looking at they they like the idea of, of, of them coming in so I think you're going to hear a lot of opinions on Tuesday. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a golfer. I probably play a scramble a year, so <laughs> so I'm really not the subject matter expert to say who should be managing our courses or what, but I'm certainly listening as well as the rest of the council is. Well, it's been interesting to see how many people have gotten involved in that topic, and it's it's nice to see wherever they stand, all the citizen engagement on these topics. So we, we try to make that as easy as possible. Yep. So, so um, Good thing, too. I look at the extended forecast. It looks like it's going to be warmer. Oh, that's um, I think it's going to be 50s, <laughs> 60s. I think I've seen an almost 80. Um, welcome to Kansas, you know. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, just wait an hour. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, the roads were great this morning, and my car really does not do well in the snow. Actually, what I should say is that I do not do well in the snow, more likely, but the roads were great. They were clear, so kudos to our crews. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got this week. Thanks for okay. coming on. Yep, yep. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks.